0: 415 Stories is brought to you by Mobile Action. Make your ad business a success with world class data. Sign up on mobileaction.co and apply the promo code 415 to get 15% off for any plan. Hello everyone, welcome to another great episode of 415 Stories. I'm your host Taha. We are having insightful chats with amazing founders and investors from Silicon Valley and San Francisco. So this is a first for the pod's history. We are doing a roundtable episode with two of my guests today. They are my longtime friends. They did found a company together in AI and camera areas. So what we are going to talk today is a little bit passionate and people really like to talk about it. It is being the next big thing. Without getting into the topic, I'd like to present you my guests. So Utku Boratac and Özgür Özkan, the co-founders of Reminis, is with me today. Hey guys, welcome to POTS. Hi Taha. Hi. Without getting into the topic, let's get to know you more guys. So Özgür, can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm the
1: CTO of Reminiz. Uh and doing all the uh, technical stuff uh, in the company, um, we actually um, our uh, hype and uh, B two C consumer uh, tech uh, history is uh, a little bit rich. Um, I can uh, tell you in, in the next uh, uh, in the next episode, but uh, in uh, in the meantime, I can say. Um, I'm pretty excited for this uh, roundtable table because uh, this is one of the most um, interesting topics uh, today right now, but I started to believe there is nothing uh, like the next big thing. There are so many big things, so we missed the singular ones. Uh, so that's it.
0: <laughs> cool. What about you, Utku?
2: Hi, I'm Utko. I am the CEO of Reminis. I used to be a aerospace engineer. I specialized in optics and uh, advanced optics for defense industry and uh, um, space industry. And after meeting with Özgür, I started an um, enthusiasm about pro- um, making a scalable product and service for um, masses because when I was working as an engineer or a service product wider or a company advisor, I felt that everything that we make uh, wasn't accumulating. There wasn't any interest of time uh, which grows in a time. So I thought a product would be a um, different challenge for me. So now we are trying to provide exclusive unbelievable uh, moments um, as a photography moments uh, with achievable uh, prices to the tourists especially in the first day and after the tourist uh, market we will probably trying to go after the locals which will be like next month cool so we'll
0: talk more about your experiences in during the episode but Let's jump start to the topic of today. Basically, for many years, there are lots of talks and rumors about what is going to be the next big thing in the world. So we are three nerds here, always trying to learn more about startups, how the world is changing, the technology we develop, we do things. But there are a lot of entrepreneurs doing new things. But how we can predict a company, some product that being built right now is gonna really big that is gonna be used by billions of people around the world. So with that being said, I I imagine that the next big thing is gonna be something like internet or smartphones or computer. So the other day, Utku mentioned as something strange to me that when there were typewriters in the world that people and writers writing their novels and other articles in their typewriters, they couldn't erase a word or a single letter when they made a mistake. In order to do so, they need to just cut out the paper, the whole paper they wrote in the topic, they need to cut that off and start it again. But when computers came into the scene, especially word software or the other Softwares the other companies built, they were able to write and delete as they wish. So, we are talking about a big leap forward in that topic. So, Utko, can you tell me about more about your predictions about the next 10 years of technological development or the adoption of these products developing right now in the world, like AR, VR, you know, uh, smart glasses, that kind of stuff that you believe that? there are some some of them are really going to big and some of them are going to fail
2: recently what i really uh, giving thought about is when we are really concentrated on uh, technology we cannot um, see the what's going to be ahead i think the value is always more important than the technology because unless there is a value there isn't a value technology is a, usually a gimmick and sometimes you either make the need to develop that technology. Uh, there are so many examples, like um, in Tesla case, they made the need, then they uh, push forward for the te- technology. They didn't start with the technology. And sometimes there is a need and technology comes after the need. And when I look all around the businesses, what I see is because of the this pandemic area showed us Businesses doesn't need to be uh, physical places. And when you uh, summarize the business structure, imagine any kind of business, a clinic, a coiffeur like a barbershop, a market, an electronic shop, a bookshop, all of these businesses or a, a advisory um, firm, all of these businesses... In the old world, had offices or uh, shops. But when you look at the, what made this business business, I found out one, two, three, four, five, six steps which make something a business. And let me tell you my steps. The first is you need to be seen and can be found. And this was used to be from the outside People were looking around, seeing your shop, seeing your uh, post posters or name of the shop, what you provide, and this was like a being seen. After a while, these things uh, start to be seen in the telephone uh, books, which you can find for a dentist or a um, pet pet shop. But there is two things in this uh, first step. You have to be seen either from people uh, who is passing uh, in front of your shop or you have to be fined from a customer who wants or who knows that they want their uh, service, your service. Then when I enter the shop or uh, office, then I start to learn what do they provide me, what is their pricing, Uh, what kind of products they have. And this is the learning phase that I said. It's like first you see a shop uh, from Google or Facebook from a social media or a search engine in the internet world. Then you enter the shop and then you start to read or watch their information. You learn about their service more, uh, more than before. And then there comes the third phase, choosing, deciding phase. In this phase, uh, there is one thing that it's a bit tricky to do offline online world is trying. People want to try stuff. That's why we have uh, showrooms. But Amazon changed it with uh, uh, Zapdos, shoe store. Zapdos used to send uh, shoes to your house. You were trying and sending if you don't like. And this was actually taking the old words um, office rent um, cost. This was like equals Zapdos being sent a product to your house is a a cost and it seems like unnecessary cost but actually it's a cost which they uh, instead of paying to uh, showrooms they were paying to deliver stuff to your house and in this phase I see there is a opportunity trying choosing deciding phase because after this phase, there is the transfer money, which is all already been super online, super digitalized. And there is bookkeeping, which used to be in the papers, in the books, in in the minds of the shop owners. Now everything is uh, digitalized in the computers. And after that, the, the last phase is owning a product, using a product or a service. These all phases, these all phases have already been uh, working really good like you can see a shop you can find a shop you can learn about the sh- products they offer or services and you can transfer money really easy you can own, use the pro- products or services they provide but you you cannot or uh, convenient, conveniently cannot uh, try a product you can read reviews, watch videos but Imagine that you are selling a perfume. Then you want to try it in a shop. Either they need to be sending small uh, perfume bottles to your house. That's the only solution right now. Um, but that—that's the thing. I think the, the next thing, next big thing, could be a bit a solution about trying pro, uh, step of the process. The businesses have like. One, two, three, four, five, six steps of being a business. And the only missing phase or only uh, part of the business which is not 100% um, conveniently solved is trying a service or product. So that's why I think maybe, maybe AR, which we didn't see any uh, progress about this trying phase in near uh, times, near like there are some mirrors or glasses which uh, provide you to see what you are wearing and will it going to be fit yourself like a t-shirt or a pant but i don't think they're more convenient or equal convenient as going to a store got it so
0: I'd like to pick Özgür's brain on that specific topic. Özgür, do you think that AR or VR is going to be big or as convenient as trying those shoes or makeup in ourselves that is going to be replaced, that actual need of getting the product ahead to make a decision of buying that product? So do you think that we're going to get there?
1: Actually, my thoughts are uh, changed uh, a lot during this uh, last five years. Uh, First of all, um, I was thinking that um, it's possible to um, union uh, most of the needs a human have uh, in their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, I started to see uh, these revolutions actually um, should or may come from uh, overlooked um, technology is not I I don't think AR or VR is an overlooked technology I mean it's uh, the app space uh, which means uh, things you need to solve something uh, is so fragmented there are so many apps on uh, iOS App Store, Mac App Store or uh, Oculus App Store uh, etc uh, I think um, the next big thing will not be um uh, quite from, um, AR or VR, but, uh, I think the next big thing will, um, uh, be, uh, a more biological thing. That's an overlook space. Um, I think what they are doing, uh, in, especially AR and VR is just, uh, fragmenting already fragmented space. So, uh, what they provide, um, they can replace, uh, some apps what uh, we use in our lives uh, through our iphone or android but uh, i believe uh, the next big thing uh, the thing that will replace the apps uh, i think it will come uh, from biology it can be uh, either singularity uh, we can put uh, machines in our brains or um, things like that Uh, and what i saw from um, more optical uh, technologies um your eye eyeballs uh, need to look somewhere and it it's 24 hours i mean uh it is not convenient for me to solve some problems in ar and solve uh, the rest in in apps on my iphone it's not convenient for me i mean uh, they should talk to each other, they should work together. For example, uh, Tinder is collecting my Facebook profile and or uh, I am taking so many great shots with camera apps and sending them to Instagram. Uh, so all these apps are connected and uh, extra fragmenting this uh, through another device or something else uh, is not Seen as a um, next big thing for me, it's like uh, there will be so many big things for very fragmented uh, type of persona, uh, which is uh, the persona who wears things like variables. Uh, you can sell computing devices to these variable uh, varying p- people, but um, I believe the ne- what we call next big thing should. Um, should go like the first name, the last name, and the, like a birth date. Yeah, we all have smartphones, and it was a big thing. Uh, but I think the next one uh, is not electronically. Um, its base will not be electronic. Its base will be biological. I believe that's my opinion.
0: Yeah, like, I think th- this is what's interesting to me. I take a look at those improvements as smartphone and VR and AR, it didn't go, go you know, much beyond a few thousand or million of users. But I think that, yeah, I really, I 100% agree that we are going to need something in our brains that is going to be telling us what we can do or going to replace our smartphones with putting inputs to our brains that we will be not going to be bothered with, you know, screens or some other stuff. But I think that there's a huge gap between a smartphone and, let's say, Neuralink. Don't you think that we need something like less charismatic or less technologically developed as neuralink that we can use when we transition into the smartphone to neuralink i think there should be something that's gonna be help us to adapt to that process what do you think about that Utsko?
2: actually what i said before there are six steps of being a shop or a business all these steps in information delivery steps so you see find which means information delivery learn information delivery try choose decide these are information related issues trying is the information that you receive from your uh, extremities Transfer money is the information act. Bookkeeping is recording information. And owning using is this part, owning using a product, maybe that's not uh, information related, but it also has some uh, information in it. So anyway, all these things are related to information. So when I think about next big thing will be biological uh, improvement, I think about Neuralink which is information delivery solution for a new age. So I don't think it will be like a um, genetical modification for the new babies or transferring a gene for making your eyes blue or... It should be related to information. It should deliver or um, to receive some kind of information to be to next infrastructure or next big thing in my uh, point of view. So I think some kind of Neuralink is, could be the next big thing, next internet, definitely. But when you said, is there going to be a step between here and Neuralink? When I look at the telephone and internet, actually it's a big, big leap from telephone to internet. There was analog telephone, analog mobile phone. Then there becomes digital internet. There there wasn't like a, a small steps till the internet. There's there, there a really big, big leap from telephone, to internet. And because of my age, 33, I was there. The telephone was analog, like um, land phone. And there was pagers, which wasn't uh, digital. The only leap in the telephone before becoming, before internet came, was the digitalization of the uh, routing um, services. Like, when you called someone uh, 70 years ago, there was a lady on the other side of the line, which was changing the cables. So these uh, places which were routing the landlines for you to reach to the other person or other number were digitalized with the machines. That was the step before uh, Internet. And then, then after that, that happened, the uh, digital uh, telephone, actually sounds, sound was transferring from via telephone and there was a speaker and a microphone for modem which uh, receives the sound and uh, translated to the, the digital code in the first years of the modem so these the, these were the things which happened before internet which nobody seen nobody understand and none of the consumers didn't bother to know actually these were the things which happened uh, without anybody's radar, without uh, getting the radar of the consumers. And after the internet came, and when it came, it seems like a gimmick. I think we were the first family in the Turkey who, who start using internet because of my grandfather was a professor and working for a co- international company, and my family were always in other countries so we tried to use internet for communication for video calls i mean 20 years ago video calls (laughs) not skype before skype and so i when i looked past that wasn't a middleman or a middle step before the next big step when you look at the electric before electric there was gas pipelines in, in which goes inside the house and brings the light, but it's not a like a pre-product for electric. It just gives you the idea and it just tells you there is a need for lightning in light in the house, but it doesn't help other than this to electric infrastructure. Did you understand what I mean? Before electric, there was gas pipelines mm-hmm. goes inside the house. And you were lighting gas to see the room inside uh, your house. But when the electric came, those pipelines changed with the electric cables. And those fires in the house changed with the electric bulbs. So the before product for electric was gas, nothing close to electric.
0: (laughs) Got it. So so you believe that we don't need a middle step going from... A point to the B that is going to be something big.
2: No, no, I don't, I don't. I'm not saying there is a middle. There is, we don't need a middle step. There isn't a middle step. When that okay. middle step happens, then it becomes the real thing. Like the first internet the first electric was the middle step so
0: as we are talking about those there was a company came into the scene which is humane so basically what they did is that they raised i don't know the exact number but it should be like 30 million or something they raised that money from uh open ai sam altman and their couple other investors and they put a website full of information but without even a single head about the product so the old guests of the podcast, Jason Calcanis did an episode on all of this, uh, this humane company, saying that he literally took away all the leaks and information about the company and revived it. So we watched this episode, and I really had some questions in my mind and how it's gonna be, how this p- product is gonna be. So basically. I think we are talking about something related to camera. So what Jason said is that he thinks that this is going to be something wearable and it includes a camera. So when this comes to the topic, there is a privacy issue. With that being said, when people started to use Google Glass or Snapchat Glasses, they couldn't got into the bars or restaurants or other public spaces. As I know that, Özgür had a snapchat glass earlier what do you think about this Özgürs? do you think that this is something kind of like a privacy issue that people will be scared to you know seeing all those people carrying a camera wearing um on their chests or you know in their glasses that is gonna be uh scaring people
1: uh actually there is a nice product called narrative
0: clip um
1: the product was actually a daily vlog uh, camera that uh, records uh, everything you see 24 hours uh but uh, the actually it was uh creating some problems um uh, when uh, you wear it and uh, go to a pub uh, some people uh, was not uh, feeling okay with it um i think uh after um uh, before that, um, Google Glass was um, uh, experiencing experiencing the uh, same situation. Um, it is uh, when when you are sure that you are being recorded. Um, it is something that is disturbing. Uh, but um, yes, it, it has a percentage. Not everyone can uh, disturb or should, mm-hmm. but um, about privacy, uh, I think in uh, 2020, uh, privacy is something that uh, you can sell. Uh, Apple is using privacy to sell its product. And uh, after GDPR and other uh, laws, um, p- people are more uh, scared about data or uh, some new documentaries. Uh, on uh, Netflix and other uh, streaming services um, about uh, your data privacy is uh, a big issue right now um, but uh, I do believe this um, this can only be sold uh, privacy is something that is um, when there are too much terrorism uh, people uh, start to feel that uh, they need to prove uh, that they are uh, not a Um, terrorists so they were trying to prove that they are not a terrorist so uh, people started to put their real names on the internet after uh, 2001 uh, uh, issues in New York and um, I think that's uh, that can change uh, everything again I mean uh, if something happens in that space uh, when it's the issue is about um security um uh, security is more important than the privacy so uh, if another um uh, another situation occurs uh on if uh, terrorism happens again etc i think uh people will forget about uh, forget their privacy again um And that's how actually Google and Facebook and other companies are formed. Um, People put their own real names on the internet. and um, For example, Facebook was the first uh, place uh, where people put their real IDs. Um, I think in a situation like this, uh, I believe those cameras can be seen like they're okay. Uh, if you uh, put extra uh, security measurements to them, uh, it can be seen as okay. I mean, uh, in London, there are too many cameras, and uh, I think everybody knows that they are on CCTV all the time. Uh, it's not so different if everyone's wearing variable cameras and recording you 24 hours Uh for London, it may be okay um but outside London, I don't think it's okay like um in some uh countries in u s it is uh the police is prohibited to use face recognition and um and uh, things like that actually, except China right yeah <laughs> China is uh actually a different story, but um for the rest of the world it's (laughs) because it's really different um we should talk um the next big thing in china uh, in a different episode uh but in in this aspect uh, i think uh, variable uh computing devices like the things you consume uh, is acceptable uh right now uh with this perspective uh but camera is not so acceptable for 2020 I think